Hi, this is Laura with Kick-Ass in Life, where I help you get hired fast, be smart with money, and be a little happier and healthier. Today, we are talking all about internships. I've had a lot of you reach out to me about how to stand apart when you are applying for an internship. And this really applies to first job, jobs as well. I went to journalism school at the University of Missouri, and so I majored in convergence journalism, and I had a really great experience. Um, Basically, that was to learn how to tell stories in a multimedia way. And so I really leaned into the video aspect, and that's something that I uh, am happy I did because I love being a video producer. Um, And what was really cool about my experience at the University of Missouri was my exposure to internships. And so I did a bunch throughout my time at Mizzou. One of them was super cool. The program was the London, the study abroad program, but instead of studying abroad, it was interning abroad. So I had an internship at MSN in London where I shot and edited videos and it was totally an incredible experience. Um, And I, one that I really look back with a lot of fondness today. And internships are so, so valuable. They really help you get that real world experience. It allows you to grow, it allows you to see what you like and what you don't like, and it really helps you get that polish you need in order to land that job. So today I wanted to share my conversation with Ruben Stern, who is the director of the New York program at the University of Missouri School of Journalism. And his background spans many different newsrooms, including being the managing editor of the Columbia Missourian, as well as experience at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the Budapest Sun, and the Los Angeles Daily News. Ruben made the pivot to education to teach the next wave of journalists by running its program to teach and support Mizzou students interning in New York each semester. Every job you're applying for, you, you may be competing against somebody who is super passionate about doing that thing. So why not attempt to get a job that aligns with the thing you're super passionate about, and then you're going to be the perfect fit for that. He is an expert in internships, what to do and what to avoid. So today's interview, we cover a lot of ground. Ruben and I talk about how to find internships, how to succeed in your internship, how to pursue your passion, even early on in your career. Yes, it is possible with a little, a little due diligence and a little research as well as talk about some new and emerging fields to look out for opportunity. Let's dive in. So I am based in New York City, and I oversee a program where students from the Missouri School of Journalism can spend a full semester in New York. They do an internship, and we have a weekly seminar course, and they get academic credit for all of it. So I oversee everything that happens with them when they're in New York City. Oh, that's incredible. So how did you find yourself on that path? Because I know originally you, you know, you were in the, the media world. And so, and now you kind of pivoted to education still very much in the media world through the, the journalism school. Uh, but yeah, tell me a little bit more about like how you found yourself on that path. Yeah. So I, I won't say it was completely like accident, but uh, it's one of those things where the opportunity just presented itself. Like I was working out in the news industry and I had had some pretty good jobs. I worked at a big metro paper. I worked overseas um, at a small paper in Europe. And then I went back home to L.A. and was working at a big paper there. Um, and then I went, you know, I'm an alum of the Missouri School of Journalism. And they were, um, they had this job opening. And I was sort of curious about what they were doing, not because I wanted to go take this job, but just that I was interested. Um, and so I called my former advisor and um, by the end of the conversation, he had convinced me that I should actually apply and take this job. So uh, next thing I know, I'm on a plane moving to Missouri. Um, but it worked out really well uh, because 
you know, it was a really interesting opportunity to grow my skills and to be in a place where I could focus on, you know, what quality journalism really ought to look like, um, you know, and still be in a newsroom because my first job there was working at one of our campus media outlets. I think that's so cool. It's also so important. And the Missouri School of Journalism realizes that is to have people with real world experience teaching the students who are the next going to be the next round of journalists. Um, and currently, so in your role now, you oversee interns, people that are interning uh, at, in New York for, um, for various publications and media outlets. Um, so in your experience working with them, since it's up to them to find their own internships, what is the best way to land an internship? <laughs> well, you know, that depends. Um, cause there are lots of ways, you know, to get an internship and part of it depends on, you know, whether you're somebody who is super passionate about a very specific thing or whether you just want to get some experience of some kind, um, because there are different paths. So like we had one student who was super passionate about a certain subject area and she wanted to work at a very specific magazine. Um, and you know, she, wrote to that magazine directly and just made the case for why she should be working for them. Um, and they said, okay, come be our intern. Um, and that's happened to a couple of different students, wow. you know, that like that, that demonstrated passion and just really good, obvious fit for a, a job or a place is kind of what got them in and made them attractive, you know, and for other students, it's just like, you know, they're happy to do anything as long as they're going to learn something. And if that is the case, then, you know, you apply for things that seem interesting. And one of those things is probably going to be a good alignment with, you know, what you bring to the table as an internship candidate. So I try to have a conversation like that with each person, um, you know, to coach them. But that's the advice I give is like, figure out what it is exactly that you're even after, and then try to go for it in the right way. Um, and there's one other thing on there, too, which is like networking. Um, there are ways to network yourself into an internship. Uh, it's, you know, and often, especially if you're open minded in terms of what that internship might be, you know, then that might be a good way to go about it too. And what would be the best way to approach networking if you're not in the place that you would intern? So for a student that is in the Midwest who wants to intern in, in New York, is it possible to do that networking? And what does that look like? You know, it depends. It, uh, you know, if our school is a big school with a lot of alums who like to help out the students. So in that case, you know, it's often possible for students to reach out to alums. Um, but you can't count on that as being the case. And, you know, alums are busy people, especially in a media market like New York. So they may or may not have time to reply to some random student who sends them, you know, an email. Um, so you've got to kind of gauge that. But, you know, networking can come in weird ways, too. Like, you know, a lot of times a student will say, oh, I, I got an internship in New York. And I said, OK, that's interesting. How did you do that? And I'd be like, oh, my mom knew somebody who knew somebody. And that's how I got in. Um, and, you know, for better or for worse, that is the way a lot of internships still happen. Yeah, I think it is so much a game of who, who you know. And I think that it's OK to tell people that you're looking for an internship or a job and so that they're aware and can kind of keep keep their eyes peeled for opportunities or to your point. Um, you know, your your uncle may know somebody who knows somebody who could um, help get a foot in the door for you, um, which I think is, um, I think that's a, that's a cool approach too. Um, for the students that you work with, um, what advice do you have in general about what you should do in an internship versus what you should not do and avoid doing in an internship? Uh, how much time do we have? Because that <laughs> could go on for like days. Um, 
You know, I, I prefer to frame it in terms of the do's rather than the don'ts. Um, but, you know, there definitely are some don'ts. Um, but what I would say, the most important thing in terms of, like, being good in an internship is, first of all, be about the work. Like, I think that is so important that, like, spend your time focusing on doing good work while you're there. Don't worry about, so here's a don't. Don't worry about, like, what it's all going to lead to. Don't spend too much time worrying about the networking part of it. Just be really good as an intern. That is going to then make it possible for everything else to sort itself out. So that opens a question of like, okay, so what does it mean to be a good intern? And, you know, I think part of it is reminding yourself of why you're there as an intern. Like, obviously, you have your own motivations. But as far as the company is concerned, you know, part of the reason you're there is because they need people who can help out. And not necessarily do the glamour stuff that they're paying people to do, but like help out with the stuff that makes everyone else be able to do their jobs. Um, so part of it is just like volunteering for stuff and especially the stuff that other people don't want to do. Like that is a really good strategy to succeed as an intern. Uh, so, and I can keep going. Like I, I've got a list of this stuff, yeah, but, but no, that's, that's like I, a yeah, really important that that's important because even in a job you hear the advice to do the things that make your your manager look good and make your manager's life easier and and I think for an intern that's a good way to look at it too but but these are yeah these are great I'd love if you have more to uh share any others that you have yeah so a, a couple thing is uh another thing I'd say is like ask for help if you get stuck like a lot of interns this is a really tough one a lot of students are like oh I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm doing and it's like you know you're the intern of course you don't know what you're doing you're the lowest person there um you're new at this you're young and they kind of expect you to not know everything because you just walked in the door so especially in the first couple of weeks it's like if you don't know something you have free reign to ask what you don't have free reign to ask is the same question over and over again. So you get to ask whatever you want, but then be sure you you write down the answer so that you don't have to keep asking the same stuff. And then the and other thing is the, also... Yeah, I would say building upon that is just in terms of make sure when you're asking a question, it's something that can't be just Googled simply, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, which I think it's, uh, it's important to ask questions, but also to do the due diligence to make sure it is a valid question. And you, um, so you're doing, you're, you know, making sure to save your manager's time if it's something that can be easily answered if you do a Google search. That is exactly right. Like, uh, you know, be resourceful is another piece of that, which is like, try to answer the question as best you can, and then go with potential solutions to your supervisor rather than just ask them how to do it. Um, you know, and, and also just, that gives you a good check to see if like the way you think you're supposed to solve the problem is actually the right way to solve the problem. Well said. Uh, a couple other things that I could throw out there. Um, engage. So a lot of times people show up at an internship and they're waiting to be told what to do and they're ready to do whatever they need, but they're just not like actively interacting with people around them. Uh, and that can, that can be a real problem in terms of the perception of, of you as an intern. So if you're just sitting there waiting to be told to do something, you might be 100% eager, but they don't know that. And so, you know, asking for things to do, offering to help out, engaging with people, saying hi to people, not being afraid to interact with the people around you, that can work wonders as well. I think that's great advice because when you're an intern, you, um, you know, you'll just kind of take whatever responsibilities that you have, but also the things that you can learn more than that, those, those sort of check, doing your checklist is putting your head up and realizing, oh, these people around me have really great advice or insight to offer. And so just like being aware 
of even something as simple as like how emails are phrased to you or how the workplace communication happens. Cause you can learn so much nuance from paying attention. And so like by just pay, paying attention to what's happening around you, you can, you can learn things beyond just the day-to-day tasks. Yeah. And you know, as an intern, especially when you first show up, it's perfectly legit to walk up to people and say, Hey, I'm the new intern. My name is blank. I'm wondering what you do. Like that's totally legit. And if people are too busy, they'll tell you that. But for most places, they're going to be nice and answer that question. And then, you know. Yeah, I love that. I love that advice. Um, so in terms of when you uh, when you finished your internship, you graduated, you're looking at different opportunities out there. There are so many, especially in, in the media world um, alone. And when I think back to what, when I was, when I graduated, when I looked to what the the world looked like. It's very different now and jobs exist now that didn't exist when I graduated and, and the media landscape's always changing. Um, so what, what are some jobs in the, the media industry that are like that and maybe would provide interesting opportunities for recent grads? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I'll say the basic skills of reporting are like fundamental to almost everything. So the ability to find information, get it right and communicate it accurately, like that's going to underpin everything. So if you can't do that, like that's, um, that's kind of cost of entry at this point. Um, but to your question, I mean, there's a lot of things like, I feel like right now, like creating content at the intersection of commerce is like the new flash in the pan of what social media was like four years ago. Um, like everybody is talking about this and it's really important and there's all kinds of nuances in that world in terms of specialized jobs, both on the commerce side and on the editorial side, but skirting that line of like editorial versus advertising versus whatever we're calling it in the middle. So like that whole area is is new and ripe um, for people to specialize in new things. So that's one. That's great. Um, another one is like analytics and data, like obviously that's not new, but there are all sorts of new kinds of expertise that people want related to that. And that's both editorial and advertising. Like we have an alum who works at an ad agency, like basically programming data collection things. It's pretty wacky. I I think product is a whole thing that is like its own discipline in the media space. Now Um, community management is a whole thing. That's like, I never would have dreamed that was part of journalism, but it's there now as part of the gig. Um, And then future looking, like thinking about algorithmic um, knowledge is a big piece of, I think, what's going to be important in journalism in the future, both reporting on algorithms and also knowing how to program, program them or put components together for an algorithm. And how would you find out about some of those opportunities in those, those new and emerging fields, especially maybe if you're still in school, how could you get more experience in those areas? What are, what are some of the best ways to sort of, stay updated with the latest trends? So there's two parts of the question, I think. One of them is knowing, like, what are the jobs? And the other one is knowing how to build your skills in them. In terms of knowing what are the jobs, like, look at what companies are hiring for. So rather than just searching generalized, like, internship listings, you can go to, like, big ad agency career sites and just comb through all the things that they are hiring for. And same with, like, news organizations. Like, if you go to big news organizations like CNN or whatever, and look at the kinds of jobs that are posted, that's a good window onto like what kinds of things might I be able to get work doing. 
Um, and then, you know, you go back and figure out what the skills are. And if you dive into those job postings, you'll see exactly what the skill sets that they need for those are. And if they say, you know, we need somebody who can do advanced statistical modeling, then you figure out like who even teaches that and where do I learn it? Um, so that, that's one path into it. Um, the other thing, you know, is just to keep in mind, like studying a thing just because it's going to get you a job is not going to make you good at that. It might make you know it, but you're not going to be nearly as good at that job as somebody who really loves the thing. Um, so I, I think connecting what you're really interested in with the kinds of jobs that you can do with that interest is still pretty important. I think that those are, they're really fun ways to explore different, different opportunities. So thank you for those. And would you say it's possible, because you hear this word passion thrown around a lot, you know, is it, do you think it's possible to pursue a passion in, in a job, especially when you're first starting out? And, and if so, what is like a strategy that you can use it? Cause a lot of people don't even know their passions. They're still figuring that out. Um, but they know what they're interested in at least. And so what would you say to somebody who, who is really excited about this thing and is not sure what yeah. a job looks like in that field? Would you encourage them to kind of pursue that? Or what would you say? So I think, I mean, I'm in New York, and I think New York is a place built on people's passions, frankly. Um, I think that, you know, whatever it, whatever the job to be done is, there's somebody who is super passionate about doing that. And it's very precision oriented, too. Like there are entire companies and agencies around every specific slice of the media, because this is the media capital. So when I'm coaching students to come here, it's like, you know, every job you're applying for, you you may be competing against somebody who is super passionate about doing that thing. So why not attempt to get a job that aligns with the thing you're super passionate about, and then you're going to be the perfect fit for that. So I definitely think it's important to think about what are you passionate about, and are there ways to steer that into where you want to go? Like I had one student who you know, is super passionate about theater, and she's been in community theater production since she was a kid, and then she went to journalism school. And she studied PR and she's like, I love PR and I also love the theater. And I'm like, you know, there's an entire set of PR agencies that specifically do theater PR. And she's like, yeah, that sounds really cool. Um, and so that is like a way to combine her passions together into a job. So I definitely think it's important to think about that, um, you know, and, and try to do that. Now, a lot of students have multiple passions and it's like they may or may not overlap. And in that case, it's like, you know, develop a good side gig. Um, and feed your passion that way while feeding another passion that is your work. But if you are going into a job without some passion for the work, I don't think you're going to be very good at the job, frankly, and you're going to be competing against other people who are passionate about it. So I think that's, I think passion is actually kind of important here. Yeah. And I think it's, um, it would, it allows you to not get burnt out from the job as easily as you would if you, if you know, okay, I just like need a job. So I'm just going to take this job and I'm not excited about any element of it, but I just need, I just need to do something. And, you know, I think that has value to just get started and learn as much as you can. But if you, but you might as well look for something that you are more excited about because you're going to be spending so much time at work that, um, and you want to be able to improve. And, and the way you improve is you, you learn more and you have to have an interest in order to, to really give it your all and, and be able to learn the things that you need to do to kind of proceed in your career. Um, but I think it's, I think what you say is really true in, in terms of there, find your little niche because you have things that you are very interested in and there could be an opportunity that's perfect for you that you may not be aware of because you think you have to 
go on this other path, but you can have your own path. There's another dimension to this too, which is like, you know, sometimes you do just have to take a job because you need a job and that's cool. And so in those situations, you know, the question becomes, how are there ways to infuse my passion into the job I'm doing? So in a lot of cases, again, think about when you were an intern and you were volunteering to do anything that you could, you know, you can do that in a job too. Or once you're in the door, you can say, you know, I know we're not doing this, but I'm super passionate about it. Is there a chance you will let me do this thing? And in fact, that's how I wound up with the job I have now in New York is that we did not have a full-time person in New York for the Missouri School of Journalism before I got this job. Um, but it was an opportunity for the school and it was something I really wanted to do. And we had a conversation about all that. And eventually here I am. That's so cool. And I think what you say is really interesting in terms of, because you built a case for yourself to be there by aligning with what um, the university needed and what your skills were and you built and you volunteered. And I think that, um, I think that's a great way to look at work because you can kind of hack your job a little bit and, and hopefully you're, you're in a place where your, your managers are open to that. But if you're finding a better way to do something or, um, exploring a product that they may not have and, and doing it while you're still doing your, doing your job, um, but exploring your passions in that way, I think that's a really smart way to stay happier at work too. And a little bit more engaged. Yeah. And the other, the one thing I will say is if you're going to have that conversation of trying to hack your job, a, you have to be pretty good at your job and B, you have to have proven that it's worth investing in you to do this new thing. Um, and that's a track record. So I, I was at the Missouri School of Journalism for years before I had a conversation about creating a new thing for me to do. And also one other point of it is that there was a really good case to be made that it was good for the school to have me do it. So it's not just about me wanting to do it and them letting me. It's also there's a case that, look, the school is going to win here if we agree to work together and make this happen. Yeah, that's so smart. What are what are some other big lessons that you've had, you know, early on in your career or um, that sort of rise to the top of this? Is That's been a guiding light. Like, that's helped me um, today or things that you've learned um, early on in your career that have carried you through to where you are today. Yeah, a couple of things I learned in my first job. So my first job was working at a big metro newspaper, and I worked a crappy shift. I worked three to midnight. Um, which most people would not want to do, especially young, because you can't really go out. Um, but it it taught me a couple of things. Um, one is that like when you have a, a crappy situation like that, and it, it wasn't all bad, um, but you get an opportunity to learn in a different way. So I um, part of my job was to go in and fix mistakes in things that were caught. So it was a big newspaper, and it was like close to press time. I would have to go back and fix other people's work. Um, and I learned a lot about paying attention to detail. And I also was opening up work that was done by other people to make corrections. And so I was able to see the work that was done by other people, um, which was a really great learning experience to see how, and this was in the graphics department. So like I was seeing how these things were constructed inside the electronic files, um, which was a really good learning experience for how to do things. But also like that, that attention to detail, learning how to fix very specific things and how to not let mistakes happen like that paid off all the way down the line. And it also got me a lot of recognition around the organization because lots of different people were coming to me at night to have things fixed in the work of the graphics department before they went, you know, onto the page. So what seems like a bad assignment actually can turn out to be good, especially if you take advantage of it and get really good at the thing that they're asking you to do. 
Yeah, I think for you, yeah, taking any opportunity you can to be as good as your job as you possibly can. And and also for you, as you kind of reframe that situation, so you had that crappy shift, but you reframed it in your mind of, I'm really good at this thing paired with this need. I'm going to make that connection and, and just do do the best job and be known as the person that's really good at this one thing. Yeah, it also gave me time to, because I was there at night waiting for things to happen, it gave me time while I was at work that I could use in a lot of ways. And so, you know, I could have used that to just like surf the web or like do (laughs) random things, but instead I used that time to build my skills. So I would be like either going through the archive and looking at stuff that we had in the archive to see how, you know, how we had done things. Um, Or I was like just doing practice work to get my skills up to just technically be able to do more complicated stuff. And so like having a little bit of extra time to do those sorts of things was also really good. But obviously the lesson there is use your downtime to make yourself better rather than just using your downtime to get distracted. That is, that is good advice that I need to take myself, <laughs> especially in those downtimes. It's just, but it is a really good reminder that there's just so much you can learn. And even the people around you have so much to offer that, that you may, um, you know, and, and you can learn a lot from your coworkers. And so, um, you know, for me, it's like, okay, well, I, I want to learn a little bit more about social media. I'm going to go over the social media editors and talk to them about, about something. And so even, yeah, small little ways that you can keep improving and just expanding your knowledge, any opportunity you have, I think is really smart. Yeah. Especially if you're young in a workplace, like people are usually flattered if somebody comes up and says, Hey, I really admire that thing you did. Can you tell me how you did it? Um, you know, and especially if you're an intern or, or a young person and people are not like super swamped busy, you know, they probably will take time to show you because they recognize that it's, you know, a nice thing to do. And they're somewhat flattered by the idea that like somebody noticed what they did and cared about it enough to ask. So that's like, you can totally do that. Yeah. Being, being curious and, and being open to learning is just makes makes you a good human. Um, but yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think being open to that, um, people are so willing to help you if you have the right open attitude, um, and just ask for, ask for that. Um, yeah, so that's the great. older, you, the older you get, the less willing they're going to be to help you too. So like take advantage of it while you're young. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. I think that's, I think that's smart. Amazing. And is there anything that you're reading, listening to, consuming that would be um, any podcasts or books that you'd recommend? Uh, you know, I'm reading a book on time management right now. So I would say that if you are not good with time management, you should definitely brush up on that. Um, and my, I, I won't say the specific book, but what I will say is, um, you know, if there are areas that you don't feel strong in, you can constantly be developing that. Um, so that's important. But don't be 100% about the work either. Like, don't be boring. The other book I'm reading is like, a, it's called The Social History of Opera. And it's just because I'm super interested in opera and um, like to understand kind of the whole history of that. So be interested in other things too. And don't be afraid to like balance your time so that you can feed those interests as well. Amazing. So tell us how we can find you. Uh, the easiest way is probably my Twitter account, although I'm not very active on it. Um, and that's at Stern Rubin, my last name, my first name. Ruben, thank you so much. This was great. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad to help out and I hope somebody finds this useful. Thank you so much to Ruben for his wise words and thank you for giving this a listen. So here are today's top takeaways. I really took a lot away from the conversation when we talked about what you should do and shouldn't do in an internship. 
There are so many good highlights here, so I hope you were taking notes, but if not, here are some of the biggest things that stuck out to me. Number one, be about the work. Spend the time focusing on doing good work. Don't worry about what it will lead to, but rather be just a really good intern and everything will sort out. Number two, ask help if you get stuck. People are there to help you. You are not on an island. Be smart about the questions you ask, but if you can't find the answer easily on Google and you need clarity on something, please ask. Number three, volunteer and be willing to help out, even with the jobs that you are not excited about. Being an intern is sometimes a grunt job. You sometimes don't have the flexibility to be able to do whatever you want. It's not the most creative work all the time. And so find the ways that you can volunteer and help out and you'll get entrusted with bigger and bigger projects. Engage, be present in your internship. So yes, do the work and do it very well, but also look around, see what, interact with other people. Be curious about those that work around you. If you do that, you can really build a lot of relationships with some super smart people. Number five, use your downtime to be productive and to learn something or help out rather than getting distracted. This is something so universally true at all jobs. It's really easy to fall in the hole of being on Facebook or Instagram. I am also, I admit, sometimes I'm not the best at this, but use that downtime to learn from the smart people around you. Ask to help out. It will really help you get ahead. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for giving this a listen. If you like this episode, please rate it, share it, review it. It helps others find it. As always, email me with your questions, kickassinyourlife at gmail.com, and I'll answer them on a future episode of Kickass in Life. You can follow me on social media, Kickass in Life, where we share some top takeaways and tips to help you get ahead in your career search, your internship, whatever you may be seeking out. I'm there to help you. Also, show notes will be on my site, kickassin.life. Yes, that's a URL. So go kick ass in your life. Until next time.